0: Welcome to the Sports Intern Show episode number 29. Today I have another, I always say this, all my guests are amazing, but I have John Hartafellis, I hope I pronounced that right, a podcast host for Gen Z Hoops uh, here with me this evening on coming on the pod to talk about everything from networking to career to what's going on in college and how can you make your, create your own career. He's doing some amazing thing with his podcast, working for boardrooms. So Definitely excited to have him coming on the pod. So, John, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That was a great introduction. I'm flattered, honestly.
0: Perfect. So, John, I I recently had a conversation. Well, I had a conversation with a professor, and he actually invited me on to, to speak to his college class. And the thing that I spoke about uh, was networking. And I got great responses from students in regards to networking. We understand this industry of sports is all about networking. And so I'm really impressed what you're doing with your podcast because you, it's a great way for people to network to get into sports. So if we can start there and just share about your podcast and how are you using that to eventually get your foot in the door with a sports firm or sports team?
1: Thank you so much. That's actually a, a fantastic and absolutely great question. The podcast is kind of everything I do. It's all about networking. The whole point of it is to network. And that's what's been the result of it so far. So I would say going back to in terms of why I started the show, I'd recently met with someone at the NBA back before COVID happened. And once the pandemic hit, I had to kind of rethink things because the opportunities over the summer weren't working well for anyone, right? Everyone was in the same boat. And I think that that's, everyone kind of uses it as an excuse and I don't think that's appropriate because everyone's in the same position you are, right? How, how are some people getting, someone's got, people have gotten jobs in this climate. I know a lot of people that have. So how have they gotten it? It's because they're networking properly. They're building strong connections, valuable connections that are real and true. And they're not just for jobs. They're because you actually want to get to know somebody. Um, so for that reason, I feel like that's, uh, that was a big part of the show is, OK, this thing happened. It's affecting everybody. How can I stand out? And, and once COVID's over, I know it's still not over, but the question is going to be, what did you do during the quarantine? This is going to be my little passion project and what I do during the quarantine. Emphasis on the word passion, because that's what I feel like really drives the show. Um, but in terms of starting, so I, the show started as Big Fellows Basketball back in June of last year. And when I started the show, I really wanted to do player breakdowns to prove that I knew the game. I wanted to show that I could research guys. I knew my stats. I knew my history record. I, I could break it down. I was articulate in, in presenting it. And that was the way I was going to do the show. Once I got to episode seven, I realized that it was kind of boring. Number one, um, I had good friends that told me that it was boring. But number two, I realized it was really difficult to gain traction on. There was really, like, in, in my mind, it, it made sense that, okay, I do these breakdowns, it'll be networking, but that wasn't really working out. So I realized, okay, let me try to change my interview style show, right? A lot of people have success with that, even though everyone has one, right? How do I make mine stand out? Because everyone has an interview show. So I realized, okay, everyone has one, but they're having on their buddies and they're having fun and they're joking. I had me mean, take it on the persona of being a young professional. That's what I've tried to accomplish. That's why um, the new Gen Z hoops is, that I've remodeled it to um, has me with a with whole suit and the basketball. That's the, the, all about the idea of being a young professional which is what I hope I am and what I hope to be, uh, further become over the next few years. So looking into that whole transformation, I realized that Instagram DMs weren't going to work, right? Everyone's on Instagram. Everyone's getting even people with under with 1,000 followers get spam messages all the time. No one's going to check that. LinkedIn, however, while that might be the case sometimes where you get some connections that are fraudulent, for the most part, everyone on LinkedIn is super serious about being on LinkedIn. Um, and for that reason, I feel like it's a very, it's a platform that really promotes that idea of networking in a way that Instagram and other platforms don't. So I, I really stress to everyone I meet to get to make, if you don't have a LinkedIn account, make one. Um, and then not don't just make one and just have your education there. Really pour your heart into making it look presentable and looking like you're a serious, both job candidate, but also young professional. Um. So my whole thing was, if I send LinkedIn requests to a, a thousand people a day, right? And I really go am um, at this basketball sphere. And I go through every team and every every basketball organization, writing blogs, The Ringer, uh, you name it, whether it's NBA, G League, WNBA, FIBA, whatever it is, I'm going to reach out to everybody and I'm going to get some connections, right? Some people are going to take a chance on me and say, you know what, this guy, he's got a, okay profile picture, has some nice experiences. I'm going to connect with him. So now what happens is now someone that wouldn't have done that on day one, now a couple of days down the line, we'll see, oh, wow, I have 10 mutuals. Let me accept this connection. Now I have a direct line to communicate with. And now my pitch is never going to be hey, Mr. So-and-so, can I get a job? And that's what everyone does, and it doesn't work. I feel like whoever it's the general manager of a team, whether it's a coach, whoever it is, they've heard that a million times, and they don't want to hear it again. Um, so your message is either going to get ignored, trashed, and, and not responded to. Um, so I think the better approach is to, uh, is to approach that with, how can I provide value to you, right? That's got to be, it's got to be a two-way street. If I'm going and asking any of my guests, and I've had on close to, a, well, we were, where episode 100 is launching today, but about 75 interview series, And if I asked any of my guests out of those 75, can I get a job? Or or if I just asked them for something, there is about, I would have had about two to three guests up to this point and the show would have stopped. Instead, it's, okay, how can I help you? The way I can help you best as a 20-year-old is, number one, I'm going to present myself to you as a young professional. So maybe a lot of people remember what it was like when they were that age and they want to help, which is great. If you've come on my show and picking the time, you're obviously a very kind, sincere and thoughtful person. But on top of that, it's the fact that I'm now saying... While I don't have thousands of viewers, I do have a platform and I have to extend an invitation to you to join me. I'm not saying I want a job or I want this or I want you to connect me with somebody, um, even though you don't know me. I'm saying this is a platform that I've built. I'm I'm inviting you. So it benefit you to come on my show and talk to me. Now, well, is it true that I benefit from it a lot because of the conversation I have with them and the name and growing the show? Of course, but that's why it's a two-way street. And I think it's not so much as to how much I help them, it's the effort in helping them. So that's the biggest, I mean, I know I, 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 know I just, I, I went off on a bunch of different lessons um, on how that whole networking thing has gone, but it's really the focus at the end of the day. I know I said a lot before coming into this idea is that it has to be a two-way street. If, if you're in a one-way street, you're trying, trying to go somewhere, you will get stopped, there'll be a roadblock and you'll get stopped on a one-way street. You need the two-way street, it has to be both ways.
0: Right, and it makes sense. This makes sense, John, because, and I'm glad you, know, you explained a lot of that, so it gives us a lot to deconstruct. One of the things that you mentioned, and I literally just had a conversation with a recent graduate and he reached out to someone and he said those kiss of death words, can I have a job? <laughs> and luckily what happened? He didn't get a job. So I'm coaching him on that as well as in regards to how to reach out to professionals and how he should become a professional. Let me ask you you've done a great job with getting people on your pod as well. Has all your guests come via LinkedIn or do you get referrals once you get a guest on your pod?
1: Bingo. I would say about 70% of them are straight up from, you can find them in my LinkedIn messages. The other 30%, some of them are, of course, my friends. I, I mean, not, not that I, and that's the, that. was one of the issues I had is that I realized I have no, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old or 19 at the time. What connections do I have in the sports industry? I don't know coaches or, or, or anything like that in the NBA. Some of the guests have been people that I've met, whether it's, it's through playing high school basketball or in college, I've met. Adam Filippi for example, met him at a conference last year. He's a pro scout for the Lakers uh, when they had Kobe and Shaq. Him I met, it wasn't through LinkedIn. It was through a conference and we exchanged and he gave me his email and I reached out to him down the line with, okay, Mr. Filippi, thank you so much for what you did at the conference. I also have this new show. There's very few instances where something like that has happened because I'm so young and I haven't had those experiences to meet all these people. The vast majority, I would say about 70%, if I had to go off the top of my head are from LinkedIn, straight up cold messaging and asking to come on the show. People say yes. People like that, some people are emails. Tommy Shepard was an email, either cold emails or cold messages on LinkedIn. That's a good part of it too. And then about another 15% are referrals. The uh, 50% are people that I know personally. The other 15 to 20% is referrals, which is where someone comes on my show and they have such a great time on my show and they love my character and my energy. They say, hey, John, what about my, this, this other assistant coach on my team? What about this other teammate that I have? How about my uncle is on this thing? Right, right? The, the opportunity is really, it, it's really a domino effect. And another thing that really helps is it might not even be a direct referral, but it's me reaching out to, let's say, for example, I've had on about three members of the Texas Legends G League squad, right? Um, it started with George Galanopoulos, who's also Greek-American. He's in, I messaged him on LinkedIn, but he was also, he had been partnered with an organization that I've been partnered with before. So that was the conversation starter. But then through that, right, the two of his assistants come on, uh, Nelson Taroba and a few others. It was kind of a fantastic Think about, okay, wow, now I have so many real connections at this organization. And that's just one of them. There's a bunch of others, whether it's South Bay Lakers, um, a couple others that, I, that are escaping me now where I've had two to three guests on from that organization. It's because I had on one or two. And then now the rest of that now, now they're, they're, it's funny. Some of them even reach out to me because they see it on their Instagram story. I remember coach, Brian Tabaldi, he had come on the show. And then Brandon Joyner, the strength coach of the Canton Charge, they're both from the Canton Charge, Coach Brian Taboli is an assistant, DM me and said, oh, you know, love what you're doing. Like, and then that's how the conversation got started off of seeing it on someone else's Instagram story. LinkedIn also helps a lot too, because when a guest likes it on LinkedIn, um, it's on their feed. And like I said, people are very professional about how they present themselves on LinkedIn. So I'll get a lot of likes on that um, from there but really for the most part it's it really goes hand in hand it's a domino effect it's the best way i can describe it because one leads to the other where you have someone on the show and now the show bumps up whether it's, in, it's because of that guest influence that guest title or the people that guest network right being all the, all, all these things whether it's them being exposed to it or them being amplified by it um, it really um helps the show tremendously and that's why i'm so the, the momentum's been um, surreal because it's when I first started the show, it was very tough to even get one guest and now it was it, we got to a point in November December where I was having um fifteen um, in a queue to where if you, if you came on the show, you had to wait a month and since then I've slowed down because I wanted to make sure my guests were they were produced timely after recording. But for when that was happening, where we had 15 people in a Google Doc, a Google doc folder just waiting to, for the calendar to go by to get, to get posted, I'm like, how did this happen so fast? Like, I was at episode seven, and I couldn't get a single I, – I was, I was desperate. I was asking golf players or baseball managers to come on the show. Um, and now we're here where like, we're growing so much, and it really is something I can't believe in. I try to stress to people so much. Maybe it's not podcasting, but you need something that's your own, and you need something that is absolutely your little passion project. Um, I I just love saying the word passion project because I heard it and I love the word passion and the idea of putting your all into something, which is what I've done with this podcast, really just just excites me because you need something. It could be anything. It could be a YouTube channel. A lot of people do that. Um, A couple of my first few guests were YouTubers because they were the easiest to get in touch with. But there's so many that you you have to do something to set yourself apart. And I hope that the show could be that because next time I go to the NBA office and I say, okay, since the last time we spoke... I know what last time I saw you, I had nothing basketball related on my resume. Now I've met with all these people. Now I've started working at X2 and boardroom because of the opportunities presented to me by the podcast or because someone from the podcast took a chance on me. It really is crazy to think about how much, how much going all in on networking can do for you. A little bit differently. That was actually from a, a good friend. That was from before I'd done um, the Making Lemonade Fund. is a Back at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we were a Gen Z fundraiser. Um, we raised $150,000 for COVID-19 relief in a month and a half. Um, college, 500 college students from all across the country. Um, I was one of the directors with more, my best friend from college, Jesse K, had started the fund. And his fellow co-founder, Alex Scheinman, Kind of, he works at Boardroom and he set it up because. And the reason is see that uh, it's funny, um, I've spoken so much about networking and I haven't even touched on this story, but he was doing the classroom for the Penn State Sports Business Conference. And he had asked in the Making Limited group chat, who knows video editing? Now, my best skill is video editing. Um, I've been doing it since I was in middle school. And I was always the weird kid that would make dunk videos for James Harden and LeBron and all these guys. I would, I would always make the mixtapes. And everyone's like, dude, like, why do you spend your time doing that? And, I, and, and uh, to be honest, because I'm passionate about basketball and I have fun creating stuff like that. Now, truth be told, when I was 14, I had a, my own Instagram page where I was posting these and I was getting some traction. I even had a YouTube channel and my Blake Griffin video got 40,000 views. And I was super excited about it because I, I couldn't believe it. All my videos were getting in the tens or the hundreds. And for some reason, the algorithm boosted this one up and someone saw it and it blew up. At 14, it's tough to succumb to the outside noise and hear everyone saying, oh, like that's what you spend your time doing i um, like, that's what you have fun doing. And I would beg anyone in that position to not make the mistake I made of listening to that. I even heard it with this show at, at 20 years old. And there were thoughts. When the show first started, I would hear, really, like, you're doing a podcast and that's, that's the name of it. And, and that's what you're doing. Like, that's, like, your big thing. I'd go to the park and play basketball and everyone would call me, at the time, Big Fellas Basketball, right, as if it was a joke. No one's saying that anymore. I can promise you that. No one's <laughs> making jokes about the podcast because they know, they know they know it's for real. But at the time, it really – I mean – now I'm obviously a lot older. I could deal with it. Thinking about being back at 14, it, it's something that really bothers kids. And now would I've been, you know, dunk or b-ball or any of those Instagram pages? I don't know. Um, but the thought of it is something that that's why I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make up for lost time now. And I, I, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's never too late. Um, I, I could, I could have started this a couple years from now and it'd be just, it'd be, I'd, I'd be just fine. Um, but really there's no better time in the present. So that's why I kind of, I was like, I have to go all in. Um, Cause I, I don't know what would have happened back then, but it's the thought of, you know what, I was super passionate about this and I let other people derail me for, from it. I'm not making that same mistake again. And that's what kind of pushed me through the um, early, you know, I would say dark days of, of Big Fellas basketball, getting us to Gen Z hoops. And now uh, the sky's the limit and there's no going back.
0: Absolutely. You're doing some amazing stuff, John, in regards to the podcast. So regardless of what people are saying, which they won't be saying anymore, you have over a hundred people you can say in your contact list now, people that you can reach out to. And I love when you talk to Zach, your episode, and you mentioned how the field is so competitive. So you're trying to separate yourself from the pack. I and mean, I think this is you're doing the right things to separate yourself from the pack. You also mentioned in that episode, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your goal is to be a GM for an NBA team. Is that correct? Yes, that is the goal. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I mean, you're doing some great things now, and you're definitely on the right course of action. How do you see your podcasts and things that you're doing now, everything that you're doing plan a factor into you reaching your ultimate goal?
1: That's a question I think about all the time, but no one has ever asked me that. So thank you. It's a great question. I'm not really sure how it can happen because there's so many different ways that it can. The way I would, if I was a betting man and and I had to think about how is this going to all work out for me, I would imagine that through all these, it really could be any of my guests. And it's funny because everyone thinks that, okay, you had Tommy Shepard on your podcast. He's the GM of the Wizards. That's the ticket, right? That's the guest going to change your life. That's the one guest out of all these guests that's going to do something for you. And Tommy's a great guy. And if I ever see him again, I will thank him, you know, for so much for coming on my show. But that's actually, he's actually one of the least likely guests to be, um, that's happened because he's already, he's obviously super busy and has met all these people and he's already there. It's the people that are younger, that are G League assistant coaches, that are G League general managers, that are NBA assistant coaches. It's even someone like Zach, someone that's, that's close to my age. Those are the people that are going to really help me and I can hopefully help them in return Get through this process because those are the people that are going through this journey tommy shepard's been through that journey right um, a lot of the guys that i've had on my show at, at the beginning especially let's some of the older players some of the older coaches they've been through this journey and of course they might help me i'd be super grateful if they did but i would imagine because everyone focuses on those guys oh my god you had those guys on they've been in the game for years they're icon they're legend they're in the hall of fame of course, That's that, as awesome as that might be, it's the guys that are 25 that you might not listen to because their title's not cool enough. Those are the guys that are going to help me out the most and get me where I need to be because it's not about, Tommy Shepard can help me out right now. If he wanted to hire me, he could have hired me yesterday. If he, if right, he's the gym of the team, he can make me whatever he wants. Now, obviously that didn't happen, but it's not, It's of course, like like I said, it's not expected in any way, but that's the thing where... He could do it now. Obviously, it didn't happen. I'm not thinking about getting a job right now, right? The path to me being an NBA general manager doesn't start. I mean, it's starting with a podcast, but it does not. Everyone's skipping steps thinking, okay, i should actually working for a team or doing this or doing that. It's about... What's going to happen even as soon as next year, right? As the show grows and I get more guests on, I meet more people. And all of a sudden now COVID's over, right? And there's more coaching jobs open or there's more front office jobs opening. And it's like, hey, John, by the way, you know, i love coming on your show. We have this opening. I think it'd be great for it. We need a video. Out. I think it'd be great for that. You know, let's say like there's, 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 so, I, I can't even, I, I'm stuttering because I can't even put into words how many different ways it could happen. I'm just excited knowing that one of them is bound to work. I um, mean, that's what kind of keeps me going because I'm just trying to get, more into that, um, just it's it's just it's really a hunger for just getting into everything. I really can't put it into words how much how many different ways this can go, but how excited I am for the journey that I'm about to go on.
0: perfect and john i want to I want to acknowledge you as well in regards to your like you said, your one word is passion. I can feel your passion as I speak to you, very inspiring even for myself. so I'm gonna ask you um just a few more final questions. Before we get to the last question, I want to talk to the networking aspect. I want to touch back on the networking since that's such a big thing for a lot of the college students. Now, you've reached out and you've met a lot of these different people over the course of time with your podcast. How are you keeping how are you following up? Because follow up is one of the most important things you got to do to nurture a relationship. What does that process look like for you from a follow up perspective?
1: Okay, these questions are phenomenal. I I really want to take my hat off to you because I was not these are fantastic. Um, I've never been asked this before either. And that's one thing I really struggle with is the follow-up. The first thing is super obvious. Um, I try to obviously, every episode, right? It's going to be a little professional. It's going to be very, you know, very, very stoic, if that makes sense. Because we get on the podcast, I've never met you before. you never met me before. Uh, I try to break that barrier as, as quickly as possible, but sometimes it's not that easy. So let's say then the, the episode starts, we get through it. Um, At the end of every recording, I tell my friends, it's no secret. Um, I don't want to just say, thanks for coming on and then end the recording and they leave right that doesn't like, like that's just boring like i didn't just come here to get a soundbite from you i came here to actually talk to you and, and and get to know you so i'll always go okay let me stop the recording and take a long, like take a take a while to do it so they know that i'm stopped you know what i mean take a while to do it i stop the recording and i go oh thank you, you know, i, I read, thank you so much for coming on and it's not like, it, it, it's just natural, but I, I have that pause just to make sure that no one goes anywhere. Because there's a couple of times where, where like, if, if, of course, if guest has to run, they have to leave. But there's a few times maybe at the beginning where we'd finish recording and I guess it was just awkward. Um, and I wasn't, you know, maybe putting myself in the best light to be a little warm and inviting to conversation. So it's very important, I think, to even at, right at that moment, right, to leave a good, a good first impression and, and, and be very accepting to that post-podcast conversation. But in terms of the follow up I always say I'm going to reach out to you before this episode comes out with you know I'm gonna, graphics and this and, that, and that's just another layer of communication and that leads to everything maybe we were communicating via linkedin now it's opening it up to okay by the way like when you follow up with me make sure to use my email make sure to use my phone number further opening up the line of communication between the two of us. Then we get to the actual time. Sorry, I'll send the graphics. I'll send the, the, the actual episode. Thank you for coming on. And now we've already followed up. with. We've already been talking now on three or four different occasions, maybe from the time the podcast was recorded to the time the podcast is released. Now we have that going. Now after the show, I'm, we're following each other on Instagram. I'm keeping up with things. I'm not too big on the Ha- Merry Christmases and stuff because I feel like that's a little overused and too much. But I do think one thing I feel like a lot of guests appreciate a lot is when I wish them a happy birthday because what I'll do is I'll either leave a, if I I'll either find out and I'll leave a note in my calendar or it's on LinkedIn because people have their birthdays on LinkedIn. And I'll get the notification in the morning or Instagram when they start posting. And I say, hey, ha- happy birthday! Oh wow, John, you know it like, gets so cool like we're, we're on the other sides of the country but we're still keeping in touch. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of the New Years and Christmases just because like I feel like that's a little it, it, it's a little overdone. But I do think that like things like birthdays, things a little more personable, maybe congratulating on jobs, right? One of my first ever guests, um, Rex Walters, he got a job with the Pelicans. He, was, he, was, he had his own podcast when he came on my show. He had played for the Sixers in the 90s with Alan Iverson, a bunch of cool stuff. He wasn't employed at the time. He ended up about two months after the show getting a job with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans as, as an assistant coach, which is awesome. Um, so that's something I follow. Coach, congrats, congrats on the new job opportunity. Thanks, John. How's everything with you? Um, when I changed the show from Big Fella's Basketball to Gen Z Hoops, I emailed all my guests and I said, "Hey, um, just rebranded the show from Big Fella's Basketball to Gen Z Hoops. Would love to have you on again if you'd be interested." I, I, that was more so of like, okay, most people don't want to come out. I mean, and that wasn't that was more so just like extend that that invitation if someone wanted it because some some guests do, um, unless, especially for example, like March Walters just accepted a new position and he's changed. He's having a career change. You know, if that ever happens. But it's okay. Would you, have, or um, if you have anyone that you're close with that'd like to come on the show, please let me know. With the show rebranding, you know, we've changed the scope of things, and that led to a few guests, right? So that now is helping them out because now their friend is excited because they're, they're some, some. Not everyone that I've had on—it's funny. I've had on all these awesome guests, but not all of them have had shows before. Now it's for for a lot of them, it's their first podcast. Obviously, people like Tommy Shepherd and stuff like that, Howard Beck, um, have been on. Dozens of these, right? But a lot of these G League coaches are in the shadows. They don't get to the spot. They don't. They don't get the spotlight. They don't. They don't get noticed. They don't get featured on shows. So that's why I think they really appreciate when now you type their name into Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube, this comes up. And I try to obviously get in deep with their experiences and everything because what I like to kind of build is a collection of okay, if you want to learn about let's think about coach Tyler Neal from the Cannon Charge. He was my probably my, my most recent. Um, g-league coach if you want to know about coach tyler neal you have to listen to my episode with him because really there aren't that many other interviews same thing with all these other g-league assistants because they're young they're in their mid-20s they're not getting interviewed by espn let's say i'm um, at halftime right because that's not number one that's not happening at, at g-league games or number two it might be the head coach that's, that's getting all that attention so i feel like there's a lot there where it, it keeps on coming back to the, the, the follow-up it, keep, it it kind of presents the opportunity you just have to be you try to be able to recognize it and cognizant enough to take that opportunity uh, and not be afraid. Obviously, there's a fine line between bothering someone and not bothering someone. When Howard Beck got a job at Sports Illustrated, I texted him, you know, congratulations. He responded right away. He's Howard Beck's a phenomenal person. But I wasn't going to inundate him with, you know, rewriting the show. Like, like you, have to, you have to read the guest, right? You have to read the relationship. Some guests I, t- I text all the time. Some guests, maybe we get on phone calls, we share everything. Some guests listen to the show. That's kind of the biggest thing. Is, and the most rewarding thing is the guest that listens to the show. That kind of it changes everything. When I have a guest come on the show and tell me, "Oh, I listened to this episode you did with this guy, and I, I learned so much from it." And we're on air. We're on air, and you'll see my face just light up because I'm so happy. For one person like that to listen to my show means more than a hundred random people. Just for someone that is invested in the game and is so busy and has the whole schedule and has a team to take the time out of the day to listen to me talk about basketball with someone—that is—it means the world. And that's kind of where those follow ups come into place because people are either. I'm genuinely interested in them and they're genuinely interested in me. That exactly, that two way street is what makes the follow up easy. If I was awkward about it and I didn't reach out and I, and I, you know, we kind of recorded and that was it, or let's say I didn't handle it right or I, I didn't thank them enough or, or something like that, that's when things would start to get weird. But because I'm just, I'm always seeking out, okay, oh, wow, this happened. Let me follow up. Or, oh, like they'll like this post. Let me, you know, when we, when we spoke, we, we talked about this guy, he just had a big game. Let me share that post to them on Instagram. Something that, that it showed, it's not, it's not just, hey, any, it's not a follow-up of, hey, any jobs opening up with your team? I've, I've, have you heard me say that once? And, and Kobe, Kobe that's, and that's no, because I haven't said that. That's, I've never sent that message. I've, I don't think I've ever said the word job in a text to someone on my podcast ever. They might have said it to me and said, hey, this thing whatever, or something like that. I have never put that down and said and the word job. I, I might, Kobe, when we, when we get off the sh- on the show, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through my phone and type in the word job. And I can almost guarantee that none of the Names that come up, it might be my friends, it might be my mom, it might be something like that. None of them will be my podcast guests because I do not mention that. I I make a huge point of not doing that. So that's something where I think it has to be. I'm texting them as I'm texting a friend because that's the point. Is now we're friends. Um, and that's the biggest value I'm getting out of of the podcast. And I I hope that they see it the same way.
0: Absolutely. You you said some amazing things, and you mentioned Coach uh, Tyler Neal, which is you know I had a conversation with him. I was introduced to him about a month ago, and we stay in contact as well. But you mentioned. You mentioned him in the D-League people. Uh, I think it's very important. This is what people miss. Starting a podcast, the fact that you connected to, to Coach Tyler Neal. Now, his goal is to actually get into an NBA. You connected him right now. As you said, no one's speaking to him right now. But who's he going to remember once he gets to say he gets a job with a pro team? You already have that connection that you've established with him. You brought him onto the podcast. So what's great, exactly. even from a D League perspective now, I listen to all the listeners, start connecting with a lot of people now in the D League if you're in college, especially. Two or three years you graduate from college, these professional now they're now they're in the NBA. And now you already have a connection with them. Now when everyone starts pushing their way towards them, you're already there because you've already established that connection early. Within the process. So that's amazing uh, that you're doing that, and more people should do that. So, John, final question I want to get to here is I'm going to try a new question. Uh, If you had a billboard, like this is your billboard, and you wanted to write one thing on that billboard, but this thing that you're going to write is going to be advice to college students, what would you write? What would be on that billboard advice to college students?
1: Wow. Okay. These are, I'm taking, I, I mean, I'm not taking notes right now, but I'm gonna listen to this and take notes. I mean, these are, fat. These are really thought provoking. I'm going to go a little Gary V on you right now. Um, I love Gary V's content. He's been a huge inspiration to me. And he always says, I'm not, let me get the, I, I gotta, well, while I talk, I think I'll get the wording right as to what I'm going to put on the board um, in terms of the actual phrase. But he has this huge point of you're a baby. And that, I, actually that, that's what I want to put on. I would put on the billboard, you are a baby. And what does that mean? It means that you are so young. You have so much to live. You have no idea how much time you, have, and you have to use it. Um, I, it's not, this isn't Gary Vee, but a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, but I, I've heard the saying before of being a time millionaire. And I love that idea, a time billionaire, for for instance. There are, if every second was a dollar, it would take you a billion dollars to get to 32 years, which means, okay, so there's, there's a billion seconds in 32 years, right? That's, that's mind blowing. Now, that being the case, if you ask anybody right the billionaire if they would lose a billion dollars to gain 32 years of their life back they would all say yes i can guarantee it any anyone anyone that is at that point would do that absolutely right so if that's the case right and they're willing to do that i have let's say let's say a billionaire that's that's 80 years old right i have i'm six years younger than him i have he, he would give up two billion dollars to be in the position i am i have two you can think of it as this i have two billion dollars of time Whatever way you want to describe it, I have that. That is money in my pocket. I have those seconds now. Of course, you have no idea what could happen. Like you know, life could change in an instant. But I'm talking, looking at things holistically, from uh, taking a step back. You have so much time. You're not old. And obviously, for me, it's easy for me to say that at 20 years old. But for someone that's 30, 35, it gets a little harder. Is where you really think you're, you're too late, or even actually, I could use it for myself because even now, I was telling you before about how I regretted though. If and really, it isn't a regret. But if if I thought I would have any regrets, it would be giving up at 14. But honestly, I don't care that that happened because I'm doing it now. And I realize now that uh, just, okay, I lost some time. There, it would have been great if I started by right then. My, my connections would be, if my brain from right now went into my 14-year-old body, oh my God, I have no idea what would have happened. It, it would be absolutely insane. If, if that had happened, That'd be my, my career would have fast forwarded by by so much. Um, didn't have the business mindset or the networking mindset at that time to really do anything. But thinking about it as you are a baby. You have so much time. You are going to live your life over so many more times. I, I mean, look, I think of it this way. I'm taking a referee class right now, right? And it kind of goes into the idea of everything I'm saying. While my main goal might be to be an NBA GM, I'm not just, I'm not only looking at that. I'm looking at everything else. I'm taking referee class every Monday night at seven o'clock. Um, I'm hoping to get my referee certification in the next few months that we need to have an in-person test. So that's kind of delaying it, but I'm really hoping to do that soon. So do I want to be a ref? Probably not. Do I fully believe that I have the time, dollars? That if I wanted to be a ref, I could ref in the NBA if I put all my effort into it. Of course, I do, um, and that's that's the confidence that I have, and that's the confidence everyone should have. Same thing with scouting. I, do I want to be a scout? Probably not. Right, I'm not close to that, but probably not. Did did I still go to virtual, did I still go to, well, virtual scouts was the program. Did I still go to the Brooklyn scout school last year with TPG? Yes. Was I a little scared of going? Of course. I realized I'd be the youngest person in the room. I didn't know what I would talk about. When I went, it was the best experience Up to that point, I've ever had in basketball because number one, I learned so much. But number two, I didn't realize that my age was a weapon. And that could be another thing. Maybe it's, it's you are a baby. You know, I might change it to age as a weapon. I'm sorry for changing your question so many times, but it's just, there's so many things I want to put on this billboard. I mean, I hope no one puts graffiti on the billboard because it's going to be I I want it to be a very clean and nice looking billboard. (laughs) I want to really portray my message properly. I really hope we have measures to make sure no one vandalizes or messes with the message on my billboard. But maybe it's age, age is a weapon. And I don't know if people want the word weapon on a billboard. It might be a little, a little violent. But age is a weapon. I went into that conference for the virtual scout for, for scout school. I keep on virtual scout school is the online program that I took for, through that course. But scout school is the name of the in-person program. And at scout school, I was nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, everyone in here. Like I'm looking around the room. They're all 25. Um, that guy works for the Hawks. That guy works for this team. I don't fit in. Like these guys are all so ahead of me. And then once the conference started and Adam Felipe said, looked at me and said, you know, what do you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm 19 years old. I coach at Xavier high school in the city. I'm trying to get my foot in the door, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going into my passion for the game. He's like, and when he asked me, why are you here? And I I said that, that that's why I'm doing it. He was like, I like that. He's like, I like that a lot. And I thought I was gonna get looked at like, why are you here? Instead, it was like, you are here and you're so young. That's awesome. Right. And the fact that people, like, people you, I, I never realized like, my age is a weapon like that. It really was. Why do people come? If I was much older, people probably wouldn't come on my podcast. There's, there's a little bit of an innocence associated with age or, or a purity associated with age that I'm not maybe, I, especially because I don't, I don't portray that. I'm not trying to get a job. People are willing to help me because, okay, he wants to do it to learn and, and to do it. And he's a student, right? There's this, there's this kind of uh, this nice and clean idea about being a student. Age is a weapon. That, yeah, that, that I, I'm final. I'm not changing it, I promise. That's what I was about. Like, but age is a weapon. Your age is a weapon. You're never too old. I looked at it as I'm young. That's a disadvantage of not even close. It's the ultimate advantage. As a high school or college student, you should be thinking, I'm only this young for that much longer. I need to There's it, kind of a, a little bit of a sense of urgency. I need to use it. Um, on my desktop, this is another little piece of advice. I have this Google Chrome extension called Motivation. And every time I open up Google Chrome, instead of showing Google which I use the search bar anyway, it shows my age into the, to the millionth of a decimal place, a bunch of decimal points. Now, it's a little psychotic, I'll admit. People look at it and they go, what does that number even mean and what's wrong with you? But the reason I have that is it's motivation of, okay, I actually recently hit 20.66 uh, six years old. I'm two-thirds done with my 20th uh, year, year on this earth. But I, I have that because, especially, let's say at the beginning, right? I, I started the podcast the day before my 20th birthday. That was my goal, was, was if I don't start the podcast now, I'm never going to start. So my I said my birthday is June 21st. The podcast, no matter what happens, if my episode's terrible, it's it's getting uploaded, is getting posted on June 20th. What did that do? That made me work really hard to get a good episode. But that's when I started the show. The show is two-thirds of a year old, and look at what's happened. Back thinking back to when I was at point two four, my thought process was what am I gonna do before point? You know, that, that's that's kind of the milestone. What am I gonna do? Every t- hundredth of the year is three is about three point six five days, right? What am I gonna do to get before I get to this point? That's kind of been what's driving me. Um, it's a little. It's I'm not gonna say it's not psychotic. It's a little crazy. I hope I don't. Get, no, no one hears this that wants me institutionalized because of that. But that's I'm uh, word weapon on a billboard. Maybe also is another reason for me to be uh, institutionalized. But I promise you, um, that is it is age is such a weapon, and we we undervalue it so much, and it literally is the biggest thing.
0: Perfect. Age is a weapon. Remember that. Age is a weapon and age is definitely a weapon. You mentioned some great things there. So but, John, I really appreciate your time. We have to bring you on for a round two to talk more about that. So for all my listeners out there, make sure as you're listening to the pod that you go and give me five stars. Of course, ratings for the show is important. It's one of the best ways that we can get the word out about the sports intern show and let people know this is one of the best places for young sports professionals to come and understand the careers of the professionals and get the insight that we need. Once again, I'll be dropping this episode on Monday. Every single Monday, i drop an episode. So will be looking forward for this episode and looking forward to future episodes. Everyone have a great rest of your week
1: and we'll talk soon. Bye.